Shut up and sit down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Batman. Our bikes love us and we love them back as we ride through the city by the cars like black on the teeth of the town. We just keep on singing. We're unstoppable. Oh, hell yeah. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. One of the most important decisions you will make is to be in a good mood. For every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. So, crank it up and be happy, my friend. When things are good, when things are hard, we ride together, we don't drive cars, but together we make such beautiful music. Oh, hell yeah, brother, you yeet! Unstoppable mamas, a G-N-O, we're unstoppable. Unstoppable kids, yeah. Get your bike and go. Get your bike and go. Unstoppable papas. Pedal and flow. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're doing it good, buddy. Great job. Hi, and welcome back to the Dow Podcast. I'm Jake Vondern. I'm here with Lance Hepler. It's Crash Hepler right here for your listening pleasure today. Duke Kaboom. <laughs> Duke Kaboom. Went. Boom, boom. <laughs> Can you make that jump? Yes, I, Canada. <laughs> I can't even make fun of you because I also crashed. You also crashed. And it was way less glorious. I can promise you it was much more embarrassing. Whatever embarrassing crash you have, I will top it in my back pedal. All right. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is Evan Price. What's up, folks? We got Ghost, my willing sponsor, orange cream flavor. Uh, I grabbed Lance a monster because you got know, me the monster juice. It was colorful. The Aussie Listen. lemonade flavor. Have you had that before? Doing the artwork it's on tasty. monster these days is, I mean, killing it. It's a it's a beautiful yeah. mural on the front of this can. Thank you, Evan. <laughs> is it any good though? Yeah, it's good. Tasty good. It's tasty. How much caffeine is in one of those things? They're, oh, that's a great question. They're like 120 milligrams. That's actually not that bad. That's one serving. Yes. So get this. You know Wait. those little Starbucks like cold brew thingies, like yeah. the little eight ounce ones? Yeah. 160. Okay. Yeah. 350 Ooh. in those. So I, so I was comparing it to actually the energy drinks. I'm like, God, these actually don't have that much caffeine in them. Like c- yeah, comparatively to other things. garbage thing. that you can't oh, even read on Oh, there's tons of garbage there. in yeah. these things. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> nothing but garbage. No, this is healthy. Oh. It's juice, Jake. It, it's you juice. Say so. <laughs> it, says, it says it's healthy on the can, so I believe it. It says mostly juice, okay? <laughs> I'm not sure what else it is, but it's it's got some juice in it. And last but not least, Matt Legrand. Matt? <laughs> oh, Matt? Where's, where's Matt? Matt couldn't make it today. I saw Matt yesterday, though. Yeah, I can... Really. I can I can say things that Matt would say about the tour. Oh, here. there you go. Yeah, I, I I think I know where he stands on many things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to pick up today kind of where we left off with the last tour, kind of a little bit of an update. That will be our topic for this week. Um, but before we get into that fun stuff, let's run around the quote, the table real quick with a, a little backpedaling and uh, hear what, what you two Crash Buddies had to do. <laughs> I'll go first Crash because mine is way less exciting. I so. want to hear it. <laughs> All right, so my backpedal. Triathlon, 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 straight after Salem, because that is what I do now, and, you know, so it's part of my job. So on Monday, went back to the job, but on Sunday, I was planning on having some fun on the mountain bike to get ready for this absurdly long mountain bike race I'm going to be doing in Telluride, which I'm wildly unprepared for, 
But as I realize always, I'm sure you guys are the same, whenever you ride with Ed Didlick, our wonderful teammate, you realize that there's a skill set to riding on loose gravel. Ed possesses this skill, and I do not. So <laughs> when, when it takes choo- some practice. When Ed chooses a route, I need to look at it a little bit closer and be like, is this an Ed's wheelhouse or my wheelhouse? And the answer to this ride was, it was an Ed's wheelhouse. <laughs> now, the good news is, is me and David, I think, got our frustrating day on the bike out of the way because I'm sure to prepare for something like Telluride, it's probably good to get super frustrated on a mountain bike and crash a few times. But I have realized that Apparently, your power to weight ratio does not mean anything on a mountain bike climb. Um, I'm sure it means something, but it is not as important as on a road bike tarmac because how you handle the bike on the climbs they handle very differently. Seems to be much more important to me. So. Weight distribution is a thing. After about six hours of the mountain bike, I realized, wow, my legs are not tired at all and feel great, but every other fiber of my being was tired your hands your wrists your shoulders yeah yeah my t-rex at the end of the ride oh my brain hurt everything (laughs) and we um i mean it it was a beautiful ride to be honest it was a great day but i forget the name of the climb that we went that was one of the really tougher ones i was like skamania mines cool that one oh my god It was, I mean, so... What a Ed, great name, by the way. I think David also barely made it up without getting off. I'm pretty sure David trucked through, Ed trucked through. Me and Cassie made it through this whole ride with us on a gravel ride, I, on a gravel bike. I do not know how Cassie did that, but we, I ended up really trying to fight it and stay on and then toppled over, put my hand out, and took a good chunk out of my hand. But I Are you going uphill or downhill? Uphill. You were uphill. going uphill. Oh, yeah. And just like turf to corner... And ended up putting yeah. a hand down. Yeah, just the front end kept on bouncing up, and I'm like, I need to put the front end down. I also now have realized I need less PSI. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 24, 25 was too much. Tubeless? Yeah. You're tubeless? Okay. I needed like 18 to 20. Yeah. For, oh, this, for your weight. Yeah. 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 So it was um, fun, but frustrating at points, definitely. Yeah. Like, so frustrating just because I'm like, man, I am not good at mountain biking. We've probably talked but about this practice. before. But I'm sure a lot of people don't know what the Telluride is, that what the yeah. ride is all about. Yeah. Give us some of the details. So not this weekend, but next weekend, there is a 100-mile mountain bike race in Telluride, Colorado, which is a pretty isolated town. Very cool town, though. I mean, it's a it's a really nice area um, that is locationally in Colorado. Where We're flying into Salt Lake City, actually, to drive it's there. It's closer than flying into Denver because Denver's yeah. on the west eastern front. I don't remember what it's called. But yeah. but Telluride's like on the, in the western part of the state, yeah. deep into the mountains. Yeah. I mean, it is in the mountains basically. Um, the whole race is going to be between like eight thousand and twelve thousand feet, uh, so very high altitude. Um, and it is, uh, I think, fourteen thousand feet of elevation gain because I know we got a little more than half me and David um, on the ride. But it's two loops. Uh, there are two brutal climbs there, there there there's other climbs but there's two climbs that make or break your day basically but they're two different loops too yeah yeah it's kind of like a weird figure 80 type thing oh that's cool so you yeah. don't do the same loop twice no no it's different so um one of the first climb I, I think that the tough first one i need to look back at the stats david has all the stats uh is like 5k and the average percentage there's some debate around the average percentage apparently but it's like north of 16 percent for Ooh. three miles <laughs> now, here's the difference. You can you could almost run up faster than I riding your bike. I might take that approach, but there's so. But what Kid has told me is Colorado gravel, and I'm sure there's some actual mountain bikers listening. They're like Evan, you have no idea what you're talking about. But 
the gravel we have around here is really hard to ride. It is comparatively to Utah and Colorado from what Kit has told me. Kit knows a lot more about the mountain biking out there than I ever do. Um, he said, yes, these are very hard climbs, but it's usually hard packed ground and does not have as much loose gravel as we do. A lot more buffed out. Yeah, yeah, which is not like around here. I think what makes some of these climbs tough, depending on what time of year you're going out to them, is if they just lay down fresh gravel, you really like your God, it's just, and I know I'm not strong this, but like your, your front end just cannot get dug in. You're like feeling like you're constantly trying to find a line that works mm. basically without sliding out. So, I mean, I, I feel like I have the gearing now and the ability to just sit in the saddle and grind. I'm fine with that. It's just, I need a straight line. <laughs> and you won't have that as little interruptions, that straight line as possible. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, like, like a, a flowy downhill section. If you're riding up switchbacks, it, mm -hmm. it takes, it takes some practice and oh, learning and yeah. know how, just how to ride up a switchback and stay on the bike. And you got to be like, twitchy strong too like you yeah. got to be able to whip the bike into these and that is i do i do not have yeah. that motor pattern built in yet so yeah. it will be if i make it up this climb without walking the bike will be the win of the day i'll be the happy i'll be happy as a climb <laughs> if i can make it up that climb even leadville which really isn't a technical course there's yeah. there's Most dozens and it, dozens sure. of people that walk a section of one of the climbs i have zero especially I, if somebody stops in front of you if you here's, lose momentum, forget it. Here, just get off. Here's the problem for, for me, too, is that I really can't get back on the bike well on those steeper sections. So once I'm walking, I'm walking Put your seat good. down. Do you have a dropper post? No, I do not have a dropper post. <laughs> You're going to crash but, but again. I, <laughs> but I do have an Allen key. <laughs> no, don't mess with the Allen key. So... <laughs> So here's here's my minute. I'm ready to go there, have fun, and just get through this ride. Like yes. we're just gonna do it. But I know Kit, and Kit is going to embarrass me the entire time by telling every hey. sixty year old who passes me there to be like, "Hey, you're beating a pro triathlete right now." Kit will announce that to every guy who passes me. He's got or, a mega horn with it, like pre-recorded on or there. Or he'll be warning everybody that I'm a triathlete. Be like, guys, do not stay around him. He you, doesn't know what he's doing. You realize Kit pissed. Pick this race so that he could kill just me, stomp you, <laughs> yes. so, so he could beat you with something. Me and, me, and, me and Kit's relationship, as wonderful as it is over the years, if anybody had met us, they're like, do you guys actually like each other? We're like, oh yes, we're basically brothers, <laughs> but we have to dominate each other at every opportunity we get. <laughs> I love it. So, but, so his information that on the gravel differences between uh, Colorado and here in the Pacific Northwest, do you think that there's uh, any fallacies there that maybe he's trying to plant some seeds in you so that I when you get so there, you're going to be like, hey, lying. wait, what the crap? <laughs> this isn't what you're talking about. Well, here's the other thing is, regardless of how nicely padded the ground is going to be, it's still going to be 10,000 feet elevation, so yeah. my heart rate might not care. So. <laughs> yeah, your heart rate might be jacked regardless. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to make it through it just fine. David's in good shape right now. David rides a mountain bike very well, too. Like, like David Goodman is is a good road rider, and as I've ride, ridden with him more and more, I realize he rides off-road uh, off very well, too. He's he's not quite to, to Didlick's level. Didlick, in my opinion, of everybody I've ridden with off-road, is there's like Paul, Ed, and... God, who else falls in there? Guy Van rides pretty strong off-road, too. I'll put, like, those three... That's because you haven't ridden with Jake and I. That's, that's true. I don't ride with road. I'm saying... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys are right up there too. Well, I know that cyclocross. You're you're specifically up there. I know that Jake has hammered a few gravel rides I've been on him with. But like guys I've ridden with, those are like the ones I've yeah. seen that are like they crush off road. So yeah, um, I don't fall in that category, and I don't think even after this race I will. But I, I will do my darndest. Me and Jake and Ed did a gravel ride this weekend. Guess who got yeah. one of the KOMs? Jake, right? Me. 
You? Yeah, so suck it, Evan. Uh, <laughs> was it a descent or a climb? <laughs> no, it was like a rolling... You outclimbed Ed? It, it wasn't really a climb. It was like a rolling like technical section. I bet you could that's, get up. That's my jam. You could for sure get up what I stepped off of then. The, the, the only problem is I will admit that 18%, it did come down to... like Even Ed was slightly having to like really dig in. I do yeah. feel like there was like... A lot of skill, and then a little couple luck moments where you just had to make sure that it was like your your wheel yeah, held. Yeah, but I'm sure you could get up. But if I'm if I'm stepping and walking off, I'd put your odds at fifty percent better than me. <laughs> I step off all the time, still too. So. Uh, not probably more gracefully than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I step off as in falling. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Is that gonna be your name over here, Dab? Dab. Yes, <laughs> I, I do. I do make that comment. I made that comment. Just we, in this past week, and you're like, ah, dang it, I dabbed. I dabbed. <laughs> oh, is that stepping off? Dab is when you put a foot down. Oh, it's not that I'm fully stepping off, but just, just not, a foot down. Not just not, yeah. Like, there are certain trails where, like, the challenge is to not dab. Yeah, you want to yeah. clean it. You yep. just you want to clean it. You don't want to unhook oh, I've and heard, put a foot down. I've heard that term in vegan cyclists whenever he's doing yeah. that impossible. I was, oh, that's I cleaned what, that. that. Gotcha. That's okay. what dabbing means is gotcha. that you you unclipped and put a foot down. As, as Cassie put it best, though, is... We will dabble in this over the years, but we have realized that this is a very specific skill set. It's very hard. Neither of us are very good at it. And two is I really enjoy tarmac because I don't have to think about not dying constantly. And for six <laughs> hours, considering that I might fall for six hours gets it's, exhausting. It's just not as fun. I ride with more of a smile on my face when I'm in the woods you're on a trail. Well, maybe... <laughs> Going fast, like yeah. like through the woods, is really really I was, fun. I was talking with with David, and we and we were actually comparing it to. I love tougher open water swimming. So like ocean swimming, when like you're battling the waves. Yeah. But yeah. Dave told me he's like, if I went out there, I would be feeling terrified the entire time. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I was like, this is. I was like, David, switch those emotions. That's me on a mountain bike. It's right. The entire time, I'm terrified. I'm gonna die. <laughs> So open water ocean swims more my jam. Mountain biking, I'll keep trying. But <laughs> anybody who wants to come out and beat me at something and brag about it, just put me on a mountain bike and you'll smoke me, I'm sure. Uh, I love what it. about just keeping it like kind of in the middle on a gravel bike? You don't have to go. I think get- the mountain biking's easier. Because yeah, cause when I had the crux, I, I don't handle a gravel bike too well. I guess there is that. I remember those stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you remember? I mean, like, I was But you're on a crux, which is not a gravel bike. It's, it's a, a cross It's bike. a cross bike. Yeah. The geometry was not my favorite. They have that different was, geometry. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's harder geometry for But I like riding the mountain stuff. bike better. Like, like, the mountain bike itself, I like riding yeah. a little bit the better. The flat bar you like. Yeah. 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 It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Also, weight distribution-wise, as Ed was telling me, too, we realized, uh, TT bike and weight, weight distribution, obviously way different than on a mountain oh, bike. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I realized, I was like, I've done a lot of TT riding in this last build, and I get on a mountain bike, and all of a sudden, I like forgot where to put my weight, basically. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good times. Oh, but I yeah, there, there's my crash story. Not too glorious. Hey, Hep. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Backpedal. I did crash this week. I went to short track. Um, I showed up at short track, and uh, I raced all my friends. So that was kind of fun. Um, we had a race at PIR. It was the second race in the series. And I raced the Cat 2 50 to 59 group, and I rolled in. There were like 20 of us, 25 of us in our division. And the whole front row was all dialed guys. Big orange wave right <laughs> there at the front. It was pretty cool. So... Um, I started pretty hot. I actually felt pretty decent, mm-hmm. but I'm certainly a shadow of the racer that I was last year, and I'm not quite uh, the same fitness level as I was last year, so I didn't really have any big 
um, aspirations. And I quickly, I, you know, big surprise, they blow the whistle. I take the whole shot. <laughs> I, I jam um, up into the first, uh, second, or third corners. And then one of my teammates went blowing by me, Jay Small, mm-hmm. who, Jay, who raced in our group. And uh, we never really saw him again. So... Jay Small might be in the wrong category. Yeah, he might, but uh, he hasn't done a whole lot of short track racing. So Nobody start- has. No, that's true. <laughs> we haven't had it for three years. Yep. We missed it for two years in a row. So, um, yeah, I quickly fell to like eighth place or something like that. Um, and um, I, I don't know. It's only a 30-minute race, but I started just pulling people back. Mm-hmm. And picking off my teammates who were all ahead of me. That 30 minutes has to feel forever, though, right? Because you're like so mentally engaged. Average heart rate was, minutes. drum roll, please. 179 for 30 minutes. That's higher than I've ever touched for 30 that, minutes. That is, you're that, a young man. I was jacked. You're young. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> my max heart rate is like 181. And you're I was like at 179. At this point, I think. <laughs> no, it means I'm not fit. It means. No, it means, no man, that's so good was, to be able to hold that. I mean, like, it means that you're not what it, it means that you're not as aerobically efficient as you were a year Correct. ago. Correct. That's but exactly what it, it means. means. That your ticker is for sure able to handle a big load right now. <laughs> so yeah. like, it was just like it was just complete mental. Just I I'm in pain. Forget it. Just go. I want to do some lactate lactate testing on Lance. I was talking about this with Matt that we could do a fun video on like an age comparison on some lactate numbers. I bet you'd be shocked at what you could tolerate because of what your athletic history is as a decathlete. I've just buried myself so many freaking times. I bet, I bet you can tolerate high, higher lactate than I can. I, I would almost get, I, I'd bet the house on it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just, just from his background as a decathlete. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was in eighth for a while, and for whatever reason, I just started picking people back off. Nice. And... Um, um, Somebody else blew their matches. Getting I, yeah, the a teammate, <laughs> a teammate, Jay Small was in the lead. Uh, Terry Hamnus was just ten seconds back from him, just battling to try to pull him back. Uh, Chris Weirman was behind him. Mm-hmm. Then there was Brian Wise and um, a lot of guys there. Somebody wow. else, and I slowly picked my way back and got. I made it to third place. Were you behind Mike Hamnus too? Uh, no. Okay. Mike, Mike was you, behind me. Okay. So he he made up some ground at the this end is, too. This has got to be why the dial numbers were down at PIR. Is literally everybody grabbed their mountain bike and they're like, "Screw the road, we're going yes. to we're going to the mountain bike for the which is awesome. I think it's great. I mean, it's a good switch of switch of pace. Uh, the fact that they're running those on the same night kind of stinks. I mean, yeah. they used to run the mountain bikes. Everybody short track PIR on their belt. yeah, they used to run short track on Monday nights, and then when the Monday nights would end, that's when they would end because short track started started. For, yes. eight weeks, and then they would sometimes come back for one last month. Right. Right. Anyway, it's on Tuesdays, and it's at the same time as it's PR. the same time as PR. So, but I ended up uh, pulling myself back to Weirman with just like a quarter lap to go. I pulled ahead of Weirman, nice, and we were literally like 400 meters to the finish line, and so I was just going all out to keep Weirman off was, my wheel. What was your last like five minutes? Well, that's what happened. You need to grab that. I was like at 181. You were pegged. I was just pegged. Yeah. Just maxed because I was trying to. You did what a true VO2 max test is, in my (laughs) opinion. Whenever everybody does like the, how I used to do them in the lab when I worked in like a lab was like stair testing. I've I've been nerding out on this recently. And actually, a true, if you can motivate somebody enough, the goal would be like, you're going to peg your heart rate for as long as you can. Oh. And if we had had like a mask, we would have actually gotten what your actual VO2 <laughs> max is. Yeah. 
So I ended up passing Weirman, and um, I, we were both encouraging other because I love my teammates. We love racing each other. It's all fun. But yeah. I was just jamming on it, trying to hold him off because I knew because he, he can sprint too. Weirman can ride a bike. And um, there was one sweeping corner um, right before the finish line, and like. And even the finish wasn't really a straight shot. It was just like a big hook to the a right. Big hook to the right. And you had to get through this section. This little technical, like, <laughs> like yeah. rooty, uphill, bouncy section. You would, like, lap me. I can't think of a race I'd be worse at than one ending <laughs> after a hard turn. <laughs> well, the race had, a, like, a log in the middle of it. You had to bunny hop. Yeah, I'm not making Well, it. you had an A route and a B route. And the, the, the A route was the log, which was clearly the way faster, faster way. If like, you could, four seconds faster. If you could bunny hop the the, the yeah. log itself. Or like you had to take hopping. this big yeah. sweeping turn on the outside, and you would you know, lose a couple There's seconds. So, Anyway, I'm going full gas, trying to hold off Wehrman 50 meters before the finish line. Front wheel washes out. Oh, that's where you crashed. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I forgot about the crash story part of this. I was expecting yeah, nope. you to come around and win. Oh, well. So that's that's why I'm like fully on, and I just did you jump back on and get second. I jumped back on and ended up fifth. Two guys passed me. Oh wow, that was a close race. So yeah. Weirman passed me and Brian Wise both passed me, who were both like we were all like battling each other, but I had the, them. The sponsors aren't going to like this, man. But You're going to get I dropped. You can't crash. crash. You can't crash in the sponsor's jersey. Fifty <laughs> meters from the finish. That's <laughs> I didn't really. I didn't get hurt. I mean, I yeah. I lost some skin on my elbow and on my knee and nothing happened to the See, bike. See, that's a way cooler crash story. It was, it was just, <laughs> that's I, so much I, better. I, I High took speed, out, 50 meters from the finish, that's great. <laughs> I took out a steak, you know. A, oh, a, well, like you a really course steak. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was fun though. So. That's a blast. So I had a blast. The yeah. racing was a blast and then, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm like fully pissed at myself for being an oh, idiot just, and well, crashing. Also your heart rate was pegged at 180 <laughs> for 30 minutes. I'm sure everything hated you at that point. But the finish though, Six of the top seven? Um, six of the top... No, I think it was seven of the top eight. Oh, is that what it was even? Look it up. Gosh, I, I thought it was... Are we winning one. said point series right now? I, it, are, they, are they doing a team competition? I mean, I overall bar yeah. competition for the overall of Oregon Bicycle Racing yeah. Association. Yes, we're in first place. First, nice. okay. Yeah, you're right, Jake. Six of the top seven were all dialed cycling. Yeah. For your guys' category, and you guys had a big field, one of the bigger fields Jeez. of the night. We had a big field, yeah. So. Cassie Fantastic. Cassie's been doing PRR a bunch, but she did mention maybe yeah. she'll jump. In I saw her out there when I was doing my yeah. warm up riding. She was had finished or was getting ready to do her race. I'm not quite sure, but she was over yeah. there just chatting with some other women. And uh, yeah, hey Cassie, how you doing? Yep. So she's loving biker. Um, I think we're gonna do. I think she wants to do the hammer crit. I'm pretty sure this weekend. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think she's planning fun. on. I think I'm pretty sure she's planning on doing that. I'm, uh, I really want Josh Monda and Jeremiah Romano. I think are going to do it. Are I think do the hammer crit. I think I want, I think I want to, I just can't go down. There's a state championship crit on Saturday and then the yeah. hammer crit on Sunday. Same course. Oh, nope. I've got some. Never mind. Yeah, different. Same yeah. venue. Well, it's the regional championship yeah. on Saturday at the Vancouver Courthouse. Yep. It's regional being Oregon. Oh, the hammer crit's down at Swan Island. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's right. So, all right. Yeah, the regional is for Oregon, Washington, and they and changed Idaho? the courthouse crit uh, course, right? Made it a little bit longer. Yeah, so there's like there's a longer Evergreen's going to have a longer straightaway, I think. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple things going Last on. Last year's was fun though. I mean, to be honest, it was wildly technical. But yeah, that brought me back to all the Midwest crits we used to do because Midwest crits used to be like, like we only got three streets. Right. We gotta, we gotta make this happen. It'd be like you have like a half mile loop that you did 14 million times. Right. It seemed like the entire race was based off of how you corner that. <laughs> was it it was like you're putting out 600 watts or zero watts there's no in between at any point 
Gotcha. Uh, that's funny. Uh, the rest of the week, I ended up, uh, I rode with Jake almost every day <laughs> still. Yep. So we had our lab lunch ride, which was great and well attended. Um, and then um, uh, we recorded the Alpe d'Huez day, our last podcast. I rode oh, some yeah, mountain I bikes. About that. Yeah, I rode mountain bikes after that um, just by myself uh, a little bit and chasing eight-year-olds around uh, the park. That was fun. <laughs> Um, and then uh, we went up to uh, Timothy Lake. Uh, Jake was up there camping with his family and with Ed. Uh, Timothy Lake is a beautiful lake um, up near Mount Hood. Correct. And um, I went and rode gravel bikes with uh, Jake and Ed. It was fantastic. One day. so Ed and his wife came up and they camped right next to us. And nice. Lance and Brandy came up and we just kind of like, Nestled them in into our parking area, and they they poached they, in the they, same they spot. They docked our, yeah. our spot over there, and, yeah, and then uh, we did uh, well. In Dustin Gottschall too was up there as well. <laughs> yeah. He was the campsite over from us, and we ended up running him in, into him the first day. Um, he rode with us for a little while, which was kind of neat. So this is just why these summers are so beautiful up here. I mean, it really is. Like this is what you wait all year for. Is like these can these camping trips. I mean, these these pictures, Lansing. I mean, these are beautiful days. Yeah. If was, anybody's ever wondered, like, why would you live in Pacific Northwest? It rains so much. Just show them like. The three months you have right now where you can go out to these places. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, you cannot beat it. It's no. beautiful. No. We did some uh, uh, stand-up paddleboarding and fishing with yep. Jake. We all caught some fish. Nice. Um, so that was fun. But the there's a, there's a 13, 17-mile loop around Timothy Lake, Timothy yeah. Lake that uh, me and Jake and Ed just just Hammered. ripped. We just ripped one day. It was it was a lot of fun. We had a, we had a good time. Yeah, just the loop was... I think it was 17 miles, 17 and then miles. I think you and I finished up with just shy of 30 because we went out and just kind of dinked around a little bit more yes. and did a little bit more exploring. Yeah. That was fun. It was fun. We had a great nice time, and it was good until I um, I jumped in the lake after the ride and uh, <laughs> took a took a lake bath, and then I took off You're my disgusting. kit and uh, and hung it up on the back uh, um the the ladder on the back of my van to dry out and then I drove away and forgot it there and my kit all blew off. <laughs> I lost I lost my favorite kit, my favorite pair of bib shorts and my jersey. Oh, that's a that's an expensive mistake. Except that uh, so and then yesterday, and then yesterday. I'm, I I just got home, just got done unloading and was just kind of getting ready to go get cleaned up and I get a text and it's like uh so when do you guys lose a jersey? And it's from Dustin Gottschall, who's up there doing a ride. He's on some forest road, number 45, I think it was. He's like, I found, like, one of the new dialed cycling jerseys. Did you guys somehow lose one of your kits? And I'm like, <laughs> he would know it's from one of you guys. He's like, who else was well, riding from Ed, yeah. Ed immediately chimed in. He's like, nope, not me. And I went and did a quick inventory. I'm like, nope, not me either. And I sent Lance a text. I'm like, hey, are you by chance missing a jersey? And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so Dustin job. found it. So good we're job, still Dustin. Still waiting for that text from him. Hopefully that he finds the uh, the gravel bibs and the, the gravel bibs too. Yeah, but it's all good. Yeah, so. but I had a good week. He it was found, fun. He found yeah. him. He just needs a pair of gravel bibs. He's like, mm, <laughs> he's he's didn't find him, Lance. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> I'm I am not. They're gone for good, Lance. I'm Dustin sorry. is a different shape than me. They would be baggy on him. <laughs> they, would, <laughs> they would not fit on him. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I pretty much had the same week. Just went out, and raced mountain bikes on uh, Tuesday at short track. Uh, you killed it, Jake. A great week of biking for you guys, actually. Great week. Jake, that was that was a fun race. Jake did great in the I know, race. I saw the, I saw the results, actually. He, yeah. He beat the guy who beat him the week before yep. um, pretty soundly. 
Um, and he beat a, he beat a couple guys who weren't there the week before that were uh, legit. Michael Gallagher is legit, and I don't know any of these people yeah. other than the stories that Lance tells yeah. me. So, <laughs> Jake Carey just shows up and just breaks souls here. And oh, he, in second place, good job, Jake. He ended up second to Shannon Scarrett, who's a former pro cyclocross rider. Not a bad result. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That guy, he's fast. He is he, fast. He's very fast. He like very fast. I, I hung with him for the first like lap and a half, maybe two laps, and then. All of a sudden, it's like, all right, dude, see ya. And it was kind of cool because we caught up to Claire Hansinger because she was in the, the men's elite class. Yes. And, and we caught up to her and a couple other people in the elite class that left like 30 seconds before us. And he went around them, and then I went around them and, and her. And uh, Lance actually got a pretty cool video because she was sitting um, two wheels back of me for a couple laps yes. before we got into some other lap traffic, and she got around. And I let her go with another guy, and he ended up burning a match because he was trying to keep up with Claire, and it kind of played to my advantage. But yeah. she's stinking fast. Like, she didn't start off super super fast but she her closing her that's just a, her just, negative split on the whole that's thing, thing was thing just in this nuts. region yeah. guys is i mean this is when we're talking mountain bike racing even i mean this is a got to be a comparable region in speed to places like utah and colorado it's got to be pretty uh, comparable maybe yeah i doubt it yeah well <laughs> when you got the top end like clara at least so it's always maybe, fast people, maybe the top one percent yeah. comparable <laughs> but that's <laughs> that was pretty cool ended up getting second place in the the cat one old guys division yeah which was fun uh which actually puts me in first place for the series. So maybe if I can go out tomorrow and have another good race, I can maybe contend for a podium spot. Maybe. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> for the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. I think, neat. yeah. I think you got a shot at that for sure. That's. Uh -huh. he, start, he started the wrong way. <laughs> I was about to say something and then decided on air. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Sorry, um, Evan was looking at the results and there was a questionable result <laughs> in, the, in the results. And I was about to. Play the don't be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Lance already hit on all the uh, the other stuff about Timothy. Like if you fun. get if you get a chance to go camping, um, I've seen quite a few different campgrounds and camping links and all that other fun stuff. You like Timothy like a lot. Don't That's you? in yeah. our top three. That's cool. Okay. And we've we've yeah. seen a few. Uh, Lance has probably seen a few more than I have, and I think that he would agree too that that's a beautiful place. It's beautiful. Little Crater Lake. That thing is, I just want to go back there and jump in that thing. It's, it's spectacular. I've been to Crater Lake once. I need to go again. This is Little Crater Lake. Oh, Little Crater Lake. That's gotcha. what those pictures were from. If you go to oh, either Jake okay. or Mai's Strava, um, you'll see pictures. Warm enough for open water swimming. I see I see the pictures there, yeah. It's super deep. It's not very big, though. Pretty cold water? No idea. Didn't go I don't know. Up. We didn't go in. These guys told me that you're not allowed to touch you're it not. and swim it and do anything, and I'm looking for oh, signs really? everywhere. Didn't see no signs. So maybe I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> I usually just wait till somebody tell me not to swim while I'm swimming. Anyhow, let's Anyhow. let's move on. Um, Champ Bailey, top five. I think he's in the top five. Are you in the top five still? There, I'm, I'm the leader in the there clubhouse. There is some news outside of the tour there that we should discuss. Okay, so what do we want to talk about today? Put your dukes up, dude. Put your dukes up. <laughs> There's fisticuffs right yes, now. There is. So before we get into the tour. This is, I was messaging with actually more than a few. I think I had three random group chats going on about what happened in Salt Lake this last week. And what was it, yesterday or Saturday? Yeah, it, was Which yesterday. Yesterday. it was yesterday. So the uh, Salt Lake Crit is on the um, USA Cycling Criterium Championships calendar this Criterium year. Criterium circuit. Whatever That's it is. A lot of C words. So yeah. there was Boise the week before. There was Salt Lake City this last weekend. And there was a fist fight at the end of the men's fisticuffs. Yes. Yeah. Put your dukes up. So yeah. I'm gonna fight you. This is. We, Jake and I were talking about this before because it, it there. 
So Legion of Los Angeles is, it, it, there's no question. Is good at racing is, criteriums. Is good at racing criteriums. They are probably. One through five at Salt Lake. Yes. One through five. Control the whole race. And um, Best Buddies is another team. And mm -hmm. um, they have a racer, um, Martinez. What's yes. his first name? Who is wearing the USA Championship jersey. Yes. Did he, so I heard there's debate around that. Is he actually the U.S. champion? Yes. Correct? Okay. So he's the U.S. champ. Yes. How did that happen? How did he beat Legion? Corey crashed. Okay. Oh, I remember that original. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. that's the only way he beat. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was about to say, he's not touching Corey otherwise. Yeah, Corey I'm sure was he's like a great carted off sure in Martin's, an ambulance. Yeah, so I'm sure Martinez yeah. is a great ride. But. Real quick on Best Buddies. Is that the same Best Buddies as the big like ride that they do? It's kind of like a Fondo-ish oh, yeah. kind of ride. It's for really charity. And I think that... Uh, Tom Brady is a part of it of, of that that Fondo ride that they do. I'm wondering because it's very cycling centric. This whole Best Buddies thing in terms of how they go back to support people. I'm wondering if they put together a team to go compete on this. Well, and there's got to be some money behind any team challenging Legion yeah. right now. I mean, Legion's bringing in like Grand former Grand Tour type riders. Now, I mean, they are they are the most skilled best team. Period. So if there's going to be a team that's even close to competing with them, it's got to be somebody. Who yeah, can I'm just wondering money. if there's an affiliation between those two entities. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of money behind that organization got tom brady making a team we'll have reggie miller making a team here soon let's do it i want criterion teams to be based off of former professional athletes in other sports <laughs> just sponsor teams we can make it a make it a show so here's the thing that happened at the race um best buddies I, I, legion has been dominating crit yeah. racing for for a couple years i did a deep dive into this one yeah. too yeah this they're, is they're there's a lot of history going yes. into what happened on sunday there's they're very yeah. good it, it Come to seven or eight laps to go, Legion's train is almost impossible to get around yeah. or to... Wor working your Sorry. way into that working train your, yeah. is is in a feat. And so on, that a, train. on a final lap, Legion was pulling with the yep. top five or six guys and a Best Buddies writer, um, uh, Martinez, yeah. Martinez mm -hmm. tried to jump in there's very specific video of what happened to have you seen the the video of oh it? i didn't know there was video too yeah so i'm they, sure there would be there's a big sweeping left turn going into kind of the lead up into the finish and martinez so there was there was more bumping and grinding going on earlier in the race too but being somebody who was used to taking a pole dropping off and getting dropped by the lead crew i, I understand that happens at the front of these races yeah. it does but there there's very much especially through a crit racing season and I remember this in the Midwest too, you would get guys that just end up not liking each other because let's say we had eight crit races that year. Three or four of them guys bump and grind enough. There's enough elbows. You usually, there's always like these crit rivalries where it's like a guy does not right. like another right. guy. Apparently Williams and this Martinez guy have gone back and forth before because Mar Martinez realizes I have to get into the Legion train if I want a result in these races. Correct. He was a few times, and this is coming from Justin, so understand this is a one point of view that he's forcing his way into that line, but obviously crossing the line. So in this video, they're coming around this left-hand turn. How Justin Williams keeps the bike upright is beyond me, but Martinez puts an elbow directly into him. I mean, like, this isn't Sagan with his little head lean. This is, he puts an elbow right into his ribs. He, um, he, he dive-bombed a corner yes. to try to get into the thing. Yeah. I, there's not space there. He, right. he, he was creating space. 
let's be honest. There's really not rules in cycling. We can't say it was. It's illegal. I mean, right. Corey Williams said that rules. He he got hit by him. He unclipped. He yeah. he rattled, but was able to recover. Yeah. Also, the fact that Justin even saved his front wheels is amazing. Yeah. I, well, or wait, my, my my bad. Was it? Did he hit Corey? I think he hit Corey. He in hit the line. Corey. My bad, Corey, not Justin. And yeah. then um, he was still. He hadn't gotten in front of Corey, but Cor- he was next to Corey, and Corey closed him out what does that mean there's not a video of that but yes he did yeah Yeah. so what he there was a curb on the right side of the course Mm -hmm. and Corey, he he was martinez was between the curb and Corey, and Corey rode right to the curb so that martinez martinez had to grab brakes yeah so that he didn't crash out so the so martinez was from the storyline it sounds like martinez goes into Corey first now, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure Mar- Mar- Martinez puts a bow into Corey. Corey doesn't like that, closes him out. So there's back and forth. I mean, that's, this is, so we're, we're talking about a race at 35 miles an hour with your adrenaline going. Or 40 the, at this, this point. Stu- yeah, 40. This stuff happens. I am not the uh, moral authority on crit racing. I understand it is a different planet. This so, is brutal racing. So, so after the race finishes, Legion finishes one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you know, dominate. Uh, yeah. And Martinez. Not happy. <laughs> not happy. Walks up to the Legion area and mm-hmm. basically is like, where's he Corey? Told, I want to fight. Yeah. Literally was telling people, I want to fight. So this is the the only video we have is post this. So you mm-hmm. kind of have to go off of he said, she said until this point. But it sounds like Martinez was like, where yeah yeah you're like where's so, Corey and Justin I want to fight right now so no so what happens is Martinez comes up to Corey Williams gets in his face Justin Williams his yeah. brother comes running behind him goes to push Martinez back in the chest um, uh, Martinez whacks away his, his arm away. Ar- knocks his yeah. arms away and they both throw punches at well, each other well so. <laughs> unfortunately this. When you when, when you look at the video, Justin definitely throws the first punch. It was ju- Justin one hundred percent. As much as I love Lee, Justin made well, a mistake. Justin is, got relegated. So yeah. did Martinez get relegated. Yeah, uh, I don't Williams, think Corey did. Did Corey he? did not. Just, which which I agree with that because Corey, yeah. <laughs> at least from the video I saw, never touched Martinez. He was getting berated by Martinez, and there were guys holding Corey back, but they forgot to hold Justin back, and Justin just, just jumps in there and throws yeah. and throws the fist. But anyway, there there was some mess. It kind of went yeah. down. And so, who won the fight though? Come on, <laughs> it's hard to say. Corey wants want to know. You know, this know. is. Is it bad that as an American sport? So I'm reading all the comments. I'm even talking with David and Dustin today, and I know that David and Dustin were not a fan of it, and I get no. that. It's, and I don't want any kid watching that and thinking that that's okay to do no, it's in any never way. Okay. And I hope that Justin cools down and puts out somewhere he's like, "Hey guys, my bad. I don't think we don't need to like cancel anybody here or say." I keep on seeing these posts. I'm like, "Oh, the death of American crit racing." I'm like, "Come on, like for look, it's crit racing." This is yeah. like this happens on a football field every single week. It's flat. Yeah. There's big strong dudes. We're talking testosterone. Lots this of testosterone pumping through the body this is, and they're going to get heated. This is not a time trial yeah. or a climbing race where it's dude like this is where it's like if climbers fight it's 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 more of a comedy reel. Like this yeah. is these are big strong dudes and this happens in sports like this. Yeah. So it's is it good? No. no. But I mean okay, but so here's the thing. Is I, this I, that bad? Well, so Legion has been so good for the last couple of years yeah. that that people are getting the other teams are getting frustrated yeah. and trying different tactics. Yep. Now, is are they trying different tactics? Maybe is Legion so good because 
they do bully the Peloton oh, they do. up the front. Oh, they, I've, I've talked are, to guys who have been in races with them. They do. Are they doing yeah. unsafe things or are they They're just They're doing stuff being... that Martinez just did. Yeah. They do. I mean, they have a guy on their team that literally his job is this. He will move guys around. It's like their enforcer, huh? Yeah. No, or and you they're goons. And, off the and he's wheel. always finishing way back. But yeah. I mean, like, yeah, they, they have goons. They absolutely do. Mm. Well, I mean, think about, you know, I used to play soccer. There were plenty of yeah. guys who... Their skill set isn't exactly uh, midfield, but they goon it up pretty good. And you yep. need those guys on your. T- I mean, but you know, people. It's a physical sport. Other teams got to be desperate enough that they're trying different yeah. things to try to beat Legion, and those different things all end up being unsafe. Yeah. Now, is that Martinez's fault or is it Legion's fault? I don't know. Also, okay, we it's we, both. We talk about, hey man, people aren't watching cycling. We need to make cycling more exciting. No, they're not. But then here's the thing: is once something like this happens, that let's be honest, this is American sport, right? What do, what, why do we watch football? Think about Europe. Europe yeah. watches soccer, mm-hmm. okay? Anybody who's like, oh, this would never happen in European cycling. Well, you know what? On soccer fields, guys act like they just got massacred by getting tapped on the shin too. Yeah. That's not American sport. Here, if a guy on a football field does that, we would crucify him, and that guy's never playing football yeah. again. It's yeah. a different sports culture. However, soccer is the most popular sport in the entire world. And being somebody who used to love soccer and I love it, <laughs> so, I can't stand it anymore. I, I know. I but, hate it. But and there's there a reason go. and there's a reason it'll never be popular in America is because of that culture around soccer. Yeah. So mm. yes, European cycling is different than American cycling. But if we want to claim something, crit racing's pretty cool. Let's not I hated watching friends of mine even saying like this is the death of American cycling. Like this might not be the death of American cycling. Um, that video just got really popular in social media. Is that good? Like, do we want to be known as like, man, there are fist fights in the parking lot after yeah. every Kurt race? No, but it showed something. It showed that other teams care about beating Legion and Legion's making a big impact. Mm-hmm. So I don't think those are bad so, personally. So Thomas, I want Justin fighting after race. No, but, but this is, but I, I think this is good to see if there's this much passion around yeah. it. Thomas Craven, he is the Best Buddies team director. Mm-hmm. So he is the director for Martinez, who made the dive bomb. He had a great quote. This is what he said. He said, this isn't what we signed up for. We're not gladiators. We're not there to bleed. We're there to show our athletic prowess and win the race. Yeah, we get beat. I mean, heck yeah, Ty Magner's a great sprinter. So is Alfredo Rodriguez. So is Mike. And in the right circumstances, Corey and Justin. That should be the show, not who has the most aggressive and dangerous riding before the finish. Yeah, yep. that's what he said. Well, but but also think about what are we talking the most about in the tour this year from a sprinter's perspective? Grotewagen versus Jakobsen, right? Mm-hmm. That 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 was the big story this year. Yeah, we weren't talking about that story's over though because I think Grotewagen's yeah out. But I, but I'm saying the first like week <laughs> of sprinter out? races. Yeah, so. yeah, I think he did. Uh-huh. But I mean, when, when we're talking about the big sprinter stories leading in, it's will Cav be there and do Jakobsen and Grotewagen like each other anymore? Yeah. So let's be honest; those are the stories that drive sport. Not four really classy sprinters that like each other were racing and they shook hands after and it was a great race. Yeah, this is sports. This is not. Yes, should it be that way? Absolutely. Right. Would I hope that my kid or myself would always behave that way? Yes, but that doesn't make news. So this is not the death of American crit racing. This is just a result of probably a lot of bubbling up tension that's been going on. Mm-hmm. And also, I at least from the friends I know comment on this, not all of them, but you know, like Dustin's opinion, I definitely respect this because he's actually been in races with with Legion before. But I have a lot of friends that are like me and they have opinions on it. I'm like, dude, I've never been in a sprint at that speed, bumping elbows with a guy like Justin Williams. 
That is just not the writer I am. My opinion doesn't matter that much. It's not something you practice. No. And it's not something I've I've experienced and also not something I'd really, like, let's be honest, my my skill set's never going to get me into the last 10 in in a race like this. So there's only a few people that can understand, okay, was this crossing line or is this just what happens when you're going 40 miles an hour? Like, you know. Gronovigan's not out. He's still in the race. Gotcha. Well, there's my pick for Sean. You can kind of hope that it, it sheds some light on it. You kind of hope that you see like a good outcome from this story. And if if there is a problem and if Legion is being a bit of a bully in there or they're doing some th- stuff that's a little, you know, substandard, maybe that can get somewhat corrected so there can yeah. be a little bit more parody in the race scene. I mean, everybody loves seeing a, a, well, a good hero, a good champion, and, and that's great and all. But you, you want to, at some point in time, you want to see that person be, you know, Tested for, yeah, 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 exactly. So, humbled in some way. Legion also has done more for crit racing and and bike racing in America than any other team has combined for the last couple of years. This is also why I hated the like death of crit racing commentary because I'm like, no, Legion has done too much to just all of a sudden throw it all away in one moment and people say like, I'm not following this anymore. I'm not going to these races because they're dangerous and they're just like thugs fighting, which I hated that those terms being thrown around because I'm like, look, you loved what Legion was doing for years and it's aggressive racing. That's what's exciting about it. And we get one moment that's not too pretty looking and is bad, but that does not mean throw it all away and say they haven't, that they're bad for the sport. They are great for the sport and they're great for the sport because now we got another team that's doing everything to beat them. Yeah. Which means if people are that passionately hating you and going after you at this level of sport, you're doing something right. Like let's be honest, Lance Armstrong was pretty good in this sport because people hated him and wanted to beat him badly. I just don't want to see people romanticizing how Legion rides if they are riding a little unsavory because then that's just going to be... Because I don't want to deal with that in local racing. Because there's going to be people that are going to look at that and say, oh, if they're doing it, I'm going to do it. And that's how you win races. Oh, yeah, I'm going to start taking people out. Next thing you know, people are going to get... Drop like well, and <laughs> and hopefully they come out and maybe talk about like, hey, we need to change some things internally. We yeah. realize we're doing this or that, or maybe it's not as bad as the other teams are saying. They're just this fast, and it's yeah, you know, maybe it it could be too that they're responding to a lot of what's going on in there too. Yeah, you know, I think I, I think a lot of uh, daggers are being thrown at them right now. So we'll yep. see we'll see how they respond. Well, they say bad press is still good press, so we'll, we'll see how this... the phrase this, I want to use, but I know people always throw that back where it's like, yeah, it, but is this the pressure you want? I'm like, well, no, but you know what? Something's better than nothing. Bike it made racing, the front page ne- of Bike racing news. needs yeah. something. It yeah. needs... I mean... With the tour going on... Polite, made, polite yeah, racing has page. not worked for bike racing. <laughs> but crit racing is just a different beast. I know. That's why I hated the people who were... I mean, the, the, the comments of people like, this wouldn't happen in Europe. I'm like, yeah, because Europe doesn't have the crit racing scene that we have here. Like, that's... Go, go do a kermesse. Uh, yeah. race in Belgium and see what it's like. That's true. That's true. But I'm saying that it, it, it's, it's a like, 70 mile race. That's like that. That's like that for 70 mile. <laughs> well, I have, <laughs> I have not claimed that the Belgians are not tough because also <laughs> you take a Justin or Corey Williams. Yes, they're good riders, but you force me to Perry Roubaix. It's not. Yeah, we're, we're not doing too well in that race. Awesome. Let's move on to the tour, guys. Speaking of Belgians. Speaking of Belgians. <laughs> a race that they do really well in. <laughs> So, it, pretty crazy stuff that's been happening with the tour. Um, amazing that Bling Matthews, uh, Michael Matthews, finally got his win, and it wasn't in a sprint stage. It was an uphill finish yep. where he drug Guy back. Can climb. He drug back the leader who looked like he had it. Who was leading? Betty Ole. Yes. Uh, Betty Ole was Herbie leading. F. Yeah. He lead, and he ended up beating him by like 15 seconds. He pulled past him. And Betty Ole's really having a good tour. He's, yes. he's been at that. I mean, he, he hasn't had that result yet, but he's, um, 
he's been very much involved in a lot of uh, the breakaway type stages. And Tipo Pino was up there too. He was in that break on stage 14. Uh, stage 15 was ended up being another sprint stage, but the big story from stage 15 was the disaster day that Jumbo Visma. Had. Oh, Jumbo. So Roglic decided at the beginning of the stage. I don't know who decided, but he withdrew. So Roglic is out. He's going to focus on other goals for the rest of the year. And Switching then, over to mountain biking. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Was he really that hurt? I mean, he looked like he was know. doing some good service. I mean, he could have just hung out and, you know. I, I It makes me wonder. Back or, I don't know. Maybe John Mobisman like, hey, let's let's get Roglic to win the Vuelta. Is that what's coming up? Well, who Vuelta? cares about the Vuelta when you've no. got the leader in the Tour de France? I don't know. I completely agree that I think that this is them hoping Vingago can do this now and saying, okay, we want the Vuelta to let's pull Roglic now and get him healthy. I think that's the move. Is it a smart move? No, because I don't think Vingago has it yet for sure. Oh. I mean, he still has Bird in the hand monster. is better than two in the bush. you got to play yep. the cards all the way to the end, unless you know for sure, for sure. Well, you've got you it. never I mean, like, know for sure with a guy like Pogacar right there. Yeah, There's but no if Vingago goes up by like 15 or 20 minutes, I mean, that's not going to happen. But just, yeah. you know, if you were just like light years beyond that. If he's got a seven or eight minute lead, sure. Rogue, but what's his lead. lead right now? Two, two, and two minutes and change. Two yeah. 20. Yeah. That but is maybe, one day where Pogacar's got magical legs and Vingago doesn't respond. He's got the tour back. A mechanical or a crash yeah. or something. Well, that, that almost happened yesterday. Maybe Roglic was more injured than he, he let on. But he too. wasn't looking like it. And he had a rest day coming up. Did they anyway. run out of that Slovenian water? Yeah, but the rest days, <laughs> the rest days can be tricky because that is, I really, this is why you see guys able to work through these is once the body locks into that repetitive effort, it's going to be good. The rest days are dangerous sometimes. I mean, historically, look at the tour. A lot of guys drop out on rest days because that body gets that second to be like, okay, time to recover. Yeah. And there's damage assessment at that yeah. point. And maybe Roglic woke up and he was like, I am dead to the world right now. Like, this is not good. That's possible. And then I did, did dislocate his shoulder. I mean, we're, I'm sitting here concerned. Like, I was like, man, I got a little bruise on my hands. Kind of tough for me to he grip. Dislocated he dislocated his shoulder. Was it a shoulder. full dislocation or subluxation? Probably a subluxation. They both hurt. It was probably a subluxation. subluxation. I, not nearly was, as bad no as a full. no way it was a full because he'd have rotator cuff tears and he would not yes. be able to operate the period. Yeah. I had that happen one time and it wasn't yeah. pleasant, but I got back on the bike and it finished it. And I was. He had a, he had a subluxation. And yeah. sore for about a week and then it just yeah. kind of worked itself out. I mean, I did have that happen once and I swam the next day. It wasn't the prettiest swim in the world, but. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it sucks. But I, I could not imagine racing the tour after yeah. that. There's a difference between that and just yeah. hopping in for recovery. Uh, full right. dislocation four years later, I'm still crying every day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a different when the, this is why whenever people talk to about like Hamilton's like clavicle breaks yeah. and they're like, man, I had a compound clavicle break. I couldn't imagine him do. I was like, he was not. A, it's not like he had his bone sticking out of his arm. Yeah. He had it broken three pieces. Yeah, but he still finished the stage yeah. and. Finished the tour. And took a lot of tramadol. <laughs> probably took a lot of tramadol. Hey, when I say a lot, of, like Peyton Manning would, would shudder at how much tramadol he took into his system, I'm sure. <laughs> Regardless, um, back on that stage, uh, Roglic doesn't start, and then the rest of the day just went crap for Jumbo Visma. Um, for whatever reason, Wout got in the break again. Yeah. I, and we were um, to turn the TV on and see him in the break again. I'm like, how does he always he's get like, in the what, break? What is he doing? But the team called him back like, you don't need to be in the break. You need to come back. And as he's coming back, what happens? Uh, um, Vingago crashes. Mm -hmm. there, there's another protest exactly. in the road. Yep. Another protest in the road. They pull it off, but there was enough like commotion and commotion. Like, yeah, there's like an accordion effect of yeah. things and just like and Vingago and what's his did name? Did they have the smoke bombs in the street again too? They the did. Protest. That's the thing that they need to 
Like, come on. Like, what are you, are you trying to hurt people? Like, yeah, they're trying to eat. You protested something and now somebody got hurt. You're like, yeah. congratulations. Like, yeah. what'd you do? So they glued themselves to the road. They glued too. themselves also, to the road. Did anybody else hear the, I loved the logic behind this was somebody was like protesting at a bike race for global change on fuel use is like protesting meat usage at a vegan market. <laughs> like, it's like, let's let's uh, harm duh, cyclists. We get it, you guys. Get out yeah, of the road. It was like, this is why we're doing this right now. Yeah. Is we're trying to promote bike riding right now. Yeah. What is the point? Right. Go do this at a NASCAR race. At that, I'd be like, that makes sense. Also very risky. Nobody <laughs> laying on a NASCAR track. Those cars are not going to stop for you. But, that, I mean, it, it just made no sense. It was just, watch out. I mean, like, this is, is the biggest like sporting event watched yeah. in the world. Go do it on a soccer field then. I don't know. Like this no, is, yeah. yeah, please just don't hurt the cyclist. We, we wait all year for this and yes. I don't want the yellow jersey breaking his clavicle because somebody wanted to say something. Well, this he didn't, is, but it was close. But yeah, so uh, him and him and Kreuzwick tangled up. Um, Kreuzwick goes down. Um, Kreuzwick is, Kreuzwick has gone down a couple times this tour, hasn't he? But so he broke something and got yeah. in the ambulance. His tour was over and that's yeah. too bad because he was like, Right Almost, there with Sep. He's basically Sep. He was the guy before yeah. Sep yeah. for Vingigo. So Vingigo has basically lost man two and three. Let's say Sep is he lost. barely one. Sep's like barely one. Yeah. He lost two and three. He lost two and three. So And in the mountains, too. This is not and like he lost. There's three difficult stages coming So he's up. basically just got, what, Tij Banut right now and Correct. Sep? And Tij Banut went down, too. Oh, he, he did. Also I crashed. I didn't see that part. I know I didn't know Banut. Oh. So there were lots, Dude. lots of crashes. UAE is getting attacked by COVID. Yumbo Visma is getting attacked by protesters. This mm-hmm. is, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So um, Vingigo lost two teammates. Uh, Pogaccia lost two teammates. So I, it should be interesting to kind of see what happens. Yeah, so. maybe it's not such a bad thing. We're just going to have these two just going one-on-one. It's going to be... Vingigo versus Pogaccia versus G, who's pulling a Wiggins and is just going to slowly time trial him his way up. And you know, G's only t- 20 seconds behind Pogaccia. G's within striking range. But also, but I just don't can't. think the way that he's riding, he's going to be able to put time into these guys. Like, it's just not he, unless they. He's riding to respond. Yes. But I think riding to respond, he's going to ride himself onto the podium, is what he's going to do. That'd be cool. I would really like to see that. So. Bardet's in fourth right now. Bardet is in fourth. That's, look, look who's sixth. Too bad he's French. He's never Quintana has Quintana. moved up to sixth. I will hot take right now. Quintana will beat Bardet in this tour. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Adam uh, Yates slipping into fifth. Still right there. Pitcock still Pitcock in, in it. the top ten. He's in ninth. That was Enrique unexpected. Moss. Enrique Moss in my book still having a good race. He's still yeah. in position to respond. Hmm. It's going to be an interesting last week. That is for sure. It should be fun. So yesterday's stage, did you guys like that finish? Did you guys like uh, while kind of getting pinched out a little bit? He, he got pinched a yeah. little bit. Uh, you know, it makes me wonder, if he hadn't gone on the break, he probably would have been fresh enough to just ride away from these guys. Maybe. And he didn't. And they caught, you know, uh, it's just crazy. It just makes you... It's who wins? Who wins most aggressive of the tour in our vote? I mean, regardless of what the the tour vote is, who's who's the most aggressive rider? Is it is it Court? Is it Magnus? Or is it or is it Court Wout? is out? No, yeah, he got, he got oh, COVID. Yeah. Oh, was he? The, I was reading through an article right now. Did he just have to pull out because of COVID? Yes. That is the worst stage, yeah. loss. That's yeah. a shame. Uh, he was, Let's go prior to stage fifteen. Who's the most aggressive between? Wow, well, I think Magnus was more aggressive. Yeah. I mean, I mean he was in the break at almost every day. There was a break. Oh yeah. Yeah. And was it? Set the record for the, the 11, yep. first 11 K1 points. K1 points yeah. yeah, he had all of those. Yep. I mean, well, it's kind of tough to, to 
I mean, Watt though, was the better all-around rider, but when it yeah. just comes to aggression and getting into moves, Court was that was one of the, yeah, the like best. Like to see that from me, yeah, from education Man, first. That that's a good like one. He's out. That's so. How did you guys like the fact that Phillipson won, and uh, you know, finally, finally won, yeah. and, and I was happy for him to yeah. win. Finally, I mean, he's he's won he's lots kind of stages. Of shadow of, unfortunately, in the Giro, for, but for he hasn't like, won anything in the tour yet. Yeah, so this no, is his first ever win in the tour. And nobody was really talking about him that much going into the tour. There were just other sprinter storylines. Yes. What like, about going back to great. the stage where Wout went off the front, went nuts, and then yes. won, and like yeah. twenty or thirty minute, whatever later, he thought he won. He, yeah, thought, he won, won, he he thought he won. He posted up. <laughs> I just is that is that redemption right there? It is. You know, also for me with that, how did he not know Wout was? I mean, I get it that there's like he didn't have a radio. Yeah. Oh, he didn't have a radio. Is that what he said? I, I believe that's what I heard. His radio quit working. Or so something along those something. lines. Yeah, he didn't get the, the update he that what was. No. Yeah. That's. What wasn't that far out there? Could he look up and be like, pretty sure there's a guy up there? But, <laughs> you know, in those last two minutes, yeah, you're, you're not, like you're bumping like Corey and Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not, yeah. you're not you're paying not, attention. You're not exactly looking up the there. road at that point. You're just trying to not die. <laughs> I didn't actually get to see the finish yesterday. I just saw like replays. Well, I didn't get to see him, I didn't get to see Phillips and. What was the celebration? Did he throw the hands up no, this time, or was no. it very muted and subdued? Very muted. Okay, like it was. It was a bike throw. It was three guys throwing the bike. Yeah, you know, and so he just barely won by half a wheel. Was it one of those things where he just didn't know for sure? And no, he, wasn't, he uh, knew, yeah. but it, you know, he coasted to a stop and then like burst into tears with his teammates. Okay, so but it wasn't like there. There was no posting up. There was no opportunity <laughs> to post up. He wasn't that okay. far ahead. So, just hate for him to. Have that happen yeah. again, or something along those lines, and just like get clipped at the line. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to hear the end of that from his buddies for quite some time. But so exciting! So we got what do we have coming up tomorrow? So tomorrow Rest is today. It, uh, is a hilly stage with two Cat One climbs, but it finishes on the flat. Looks like a day for a breakaway. Yeah. Um. Um. Thursday. Wait, what day is today? No, Wednesday. Looks like we got the finish it's, on the top of the Category 1 climb. It finishes, but there's a flat section after you get to the top. But uh, there's, I think I think that's just it actually panning out. It looks like the finish line is at the top. But there's three Cat 1 climbs on... A lot of climbing. ...on Wednesday, and then there's... An, and it finishes on the Hotakam. On the Hotakam, yes. On Thursday. They're bringing back the Hotakam, nice. So I think the next three days, one hilly stage, two mountain stages... Um, and the cold day, uh, Abisk uh, is before that. I do remember that. That's a very yes. steep climb. That is a, that might be, there are a couple stages coming up here where you might see. So between those two climbing stages, you're going to see somebody in that top 10 get away on an earlier well, climb. They have to. So there's three, yeah, there's three mountain stages coming up and then there's a flat stage and then the time trial and then Paris. Yep. So you've got these next three days. There's going to be Bardet. Quintana or Enrique Moss. Those three names I think are going to be maybe Gadu. I'm not sure if Gadu has legs anymore. However, one of those three is going to try to get an early the, early move, probably Quintana. The three of us have no say in really um, predicting things because Matt is crushing <laughs> us all in the fantasy um, picks, and Matt is not here to tell us no, how, these uh, how much he's killing go. us right he's, now in these he's things. Smoking us all. So I mean, yeah. Oh, and this is also just recapping our our Alp Duez uh, on the spot. I mean, good on. I had some time to reflect on that. Good on Chris Froome. 
what I mean, I know the guy's making a big paycheck this year, but this is this man has been written entirely off. And just to even be in the conversation there at any stage was so awesome to see. Yes. Fantastic for Chris Froome, but also yeah. The Peloton let him go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, we know that. Of course, if they were together, he's not out climbing any of them. But he, he chose the right day. He, and he chose like, the right he's day. He's like, I'm going to do one thing in this tour. I'm going to do one thing. And his one thing was third place on third, a stage. Third which place good on for Chris. Elf, okay. Which is fantastic. <laughs> but also, wow. I mean, that's it, it's funny to watch um, the, the youngest British guy coming now into the limelight as potentially a GC contender in he's Pidcock. T- he's 22. And then so watching Froome kind of go off into the sunset with yes. a, with an okay effort on a day. It's funny to watch the the very new, it's like this this <laughs> shifting of the guard in one breakaway. But right. I love Pidcock's interview after. He's like, yeah, it was great beating Chris Froome. Like he just like nah. specifically said that. He's like. <laughs> but he also said, it, you know, he was super happy for him that yeah. he was there. You know, he he's like, he's a legend. He's yeah. Froome. So I think of that's course, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. that was cool that he respected That's cool. That I mean, well. beating beating your uh, beating your idols is a pretty cool thing. <sighs> should he retire? Yes, he should. But, <laughs> yeah, but I know he's we getting, keep saying he's getting paid. I get it. Yada, 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 but I, it's a tough sport just to get paid. Like this is different than being he's getting like paid like five million a year. Yeah. So, so I mean, I guess you can't be like. I don't want to say that I'm embarrassed for him because like everybody knows he's done. Yeah. Yeah, and then his wreck just made it worse. He yeah. had it. He got his contract before the crash. Yeah, so you you play out the the contract and you get your money, yeah. and then you roll off into the sunset and race gravel. He, so he's not he's box, in yeah. he's in a little bit better shape than he was last year. Is there a chance with one more year of building? Does he even have a small window to maybe lead them at one? I mean, at the Vuelta, let's say. He's liked the Vuelta in the past. He's done well in the Vuelta. Just doesn't seem know. like he has his normal pop. I mean, yeah, I mean the pop is definitely not there. His pop and his swagger and all the other little intangibles that he had for all those years that he was winning yeah. tours, it just doesn't seem like it's there. And he's just there yeah. to collect a paycheck. And I, I, I get it. If you if you're getting paid, then yeah, go get that money. And I mean, it definitely doesn't have the same feel as when Lance came back in 2009 okay. and gave it a shot. But it doesn't have that same feel. Let's say though that his contract plays out. It's done. Yeah. Do you think another team signs him? And do you think he signs another contract to come back and ride for a few more years? I actually think another team would sign him. You I do. Think. If Mark just Cavendish can pick up, yeah. If Mark Cavendish can pick up a contract. And what's harder to be a GC guy? Kind of or, or a sprinter, or a sprinter at your. I'll actually take advanced age of late thirties. No <laughs> I'll actually take the sprinter. The only reason I say that is, it, as a sprinter over years, you probably accumulate some pretty scary crashes over time. Yeah, I think that just the the mental aspect of still being engaged at the age of forty at that level, the amount of quick twitch that that takes, and that I mean that's that's tough. I think it makes more sense to say like, oh, the GC because there's so much work that's involved in that. But mm-hmm. like, if you've been a GC rider for a long time your aerobic system can still stay very intact as you age. Yeah. And there's guys in triathlon proving this. I mean, Jan Ferdano is still very competitive and strong into mm-hmm. his 40s. You're seeing a lot of guys at that level. GC, to me, is a little bit more like that. It's still that long-duration engine. How long can you last over three weeks? The sprint, I mean, if you know, back when we're looking at, like, Greipel as he got old, like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that that guy's still, because usually sprinters come in and they they fizz out quick. Right. This is why when you look at generations, you can really only remember two or three sprinters because it's the guys that lasted past two years. Right. I mean, think of like a Kittle. 
you know, right. come in, boom, strong, gone right after that. I mean, he was, he was viable for about three years. Yeah. I and mean, he had a mental health. You and you, and unfortunately, too. I mean, that's another story right love, there. Is he fizzling? I mean, this is, I think he's probably going to be two years. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's almost like I'd compare it to an NFL running back. Yeah. I, I, I compare the two. I think the GC years. guy yeah. would be like a QB. It's yeah. like, okay, Brady can make it into his 40s. Cool. I'd be way more impressed. If there's a 41-year-old running back, you're like, how is this guy still yeah. taking these hits? This is amazing. So, Like the, James Harrison at middle linebacker, what was he, like 40? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So Lotto Sudal, the team that Caleb Bune rides for, is on the brink of losing the world tour. They're about, terrible. They're about right to get now. relegated. Yeah, they are awful. And that, Alpeson Phoenix is about to move up yep. to World Tour. Yeah, and if that ends up happening, Caleb Ewing has the right to dissolve his contract and sign somewhere else. That would be the death of that team, don't you think? Yes, it yes. would. Well, because Gilbert is going to retire, right? Isn't Gilbert gone? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think if Philippe Gilbert is holding your team together at this point, you're like, yeah, we're yeah. done. Because this guy's got like one year left. What are the odds of that happening? And where do you think Caleb signs? Do they sign Chris Froome? <laughs> do they do they say let's go all in on Chris Froome no. and keep our world tour status? Yeah, probably not. Who do we need? Chris. Has anybody called Chris yet? Is there a team Gosh. out there that's like in dire need of a sprinter right now? That, I mean, because I think that Caleb maybe still has some some Who's something left in him, but I mean EF. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they I mean really. EF's got. Betty all, but I mean, do they have just like a pure spread, like a guy who's going to, nah, I mean, they don't really have anybody who can go with Philipson, Jakobsen, yeah. Gronewig. And, and do you need a sprint on your team? I mean, probably not. If I'm, you're, if you're them, you do, cause you got to win something, something and yeah. you're not winning, you're not winning anything else. How old is Caleb? Isn't he just like mid twenties? Young. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Actually, I bet Caleb's a little older than we think. He's, he's, he's been around just long enough to probably be like 27, 28, I bet. Gotcha. Oh, uh, that would, uh, that would suck for that team. Would that, you would you sign Caleb Ewan or Mark Cavendish if you're a team right now and you're looking for a sprinter? Oh, geez. That's actually a really good question. Yeah. I You guys all know how I feel about Mark Cavendish, but he's got the name, and yeah. everybody's going to have their eyes it's on 28. your team. 28. 28. Nice. Everybody's going to be looking at Cav to see what he's going to be able to accomplish, and if he's still winning bike races, yep. I mean, that proof's in the pudding. If you're winning, he's, and we he's can see won, the tour. He's won more recently than Caleb has, hasn't yeah. he? So that could yeah. potentially be two free agents right there. Yep. So I'm curious yep. to see who's going to land said uh, cyclist if uh, Caleb ends up getting yeah out, of out his yeah getting out of his Re- contract. Regardless, so. I don't think either of those guys are going to be on the level of Jakobsen or Grunewagen over the no. next year. I think I think I think we got about a two year window of Jakobsen and Grunewagen dominating. Yeah, I think. I mean, Grunewagen's older than Jakobsen, so Jakobsen might have a little bigger window. But I still think this will be those two are, are the guys. Mm-hmm. They're they're the dudes for the next two years, and then. There'll be somebody else who comes and in. I also read another article or started to <laughs> get a little bit busy. Um, they're they're saying that we're looking at the death of the specialists. That you're going to have more of these all around yeah, like I MVPs agree. and these Wout Van Arts. Like yeah, because let's be honest. I mean Wout in these head up sprints. I, I'm not going to put fine. one of those guys above Wout. But right now. Uh, do you want to sign a sprinter who can like, yeah. be there for the sprint stages, or sign a Wout Van Art that can do more than just that well, and win the green jersey? Well, I would. Sign, There's not would, that many Wouts. I would sign correct, a Wout. But you've if got, Wout comes you've got out, Wout, I'd sign Wout Michael second. Matthews. You've got Ma- Vanderpool. I yeah. mean, there's a few of them. Those names are starting to become more prevalent. Well, and this is, I think, what's going to happen. Oh, who is it? Peter Sagan was another I one think, of those guys I too. Think, I think yeah. John, John Hoffman was making a good point to me where he was talking about how. What these teams are do, going to do now is try to go off Yumbo Visma's model, where actually you're you're looking at more 
look at the younger mountain bikers, the younger cyclocross Cross kids. Racers, you know, yeah. you're looking at a Pidcock, you're looking at a Wout, you're looking at an MVP. Yeah. Wout and MVP were obvious choice. I mean, those were those are like any idiot could have looked at those Exceptional guys. Exceptional like, talents. Yeah, you're like, uh, yeah, we'll take one of them. But like those younger cyclocross kids coming through, it's already shown that wow, these kids come in skilled and ready to go. Yep. Or if you find a Pidcock who comes from mountain biking, I mean that that even goes as far back as Cadell Evans. You know, yeah. I mean where it's elite mountain bikers jumping into the sport. So I think you're gonna find them more active in the free agency market with grabbing those younger guys coming off of you know, their seasons through mountain biking or cyclocross than these teams clamoring to grab like a Mark Cavendish or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and also that's just because I don't think track cycling has as much of a pull right now as cyclocross does for the young communities. So if, if track cycling did... not that many velodromes out there. You're right. Nope. Yeah, because I mean, the British model for the sky dominance was let's take a young track cycling team and turn this into the best tour team ever. And that's basically what they did. Yeah. I don't think you can do that right now just because the barrier to entry into velodromes, track cycling is a little bit more niche. You can find a lot more. And I know I, I always use this example is, I mean, countries where the poor kids do a sport usually are pretty darn good at that sport. Mm -hmm. And if you're find a bunch of poor kids on mountain bikes, that's the country I'm going to. Vingago was a poor guy on a fisher boat who had a mountain bike. That's the type of guy that's going to come in and start rocking the sport is, is the guys who have some off-road experience they come in a little bit more humble, not maybe in these programs where you're noticing them. It's just amazing to see what they can do on a bike in such oh, a short period of time-ish, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, you know, just well, even even from a personal example, Kit, uh, the kids that he helps coach for mountain biking in Colorado, Yeah. I mean, these kids, the, the numbers, they don't care about the numbers at all, though, but, like, Kit knows their numbers and is telling me, he's like, dude, these kids are coming out with, like, FTPs in the mid-fives, and they're, like, 17 years old. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah. No, he's he has one kid on his team where he tells me he's like, I have to convince him that he should still do mountain biking because he has no idea how good he is. Like has no idea. Like he's getting pro attention already. He's gonna sign a contract when he's 18. But like the the when you're it's it's because I'm sure Wout was probably the same yeah. way with that. I mean, Wout was just like, I just like riding my bike really fast. I'm really good at this. And like you just he, have to convince He was he was full blown cyclocross. Because that's yeah, that's everything in Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I mean, if if in this country, just going back to America, if we can build two things, if we can make crit cool for high school kids and make mountain biking cool again, we well, will be competitive at that biking next level. Biking is cool again. Well, I mean, wasn't Sepa Sep was mountain biking, wasn't he? And so was Quinn. I believe so. I think Quinn a lot was. Of these, yeah. yeah a lot of they all came grew up, up in, in the Durango. Durango mountain yeah. biking community. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's where you're going to find the talent. So that's actually what I think these teams are going to do is to build these future tour-dominant teams. They're looking at young kids that come from that is what they're doing. They're not looking at Mark Cavendish and KLB, and they don't care. They're uh, grabbing them for like a year to just like get a sponsor, and then they're like, okay, if we're going to build a team, we're not... I mean, like if... Let's say EF grabs Caleb Ewan. They're not going to all of a sudden be like, oh, we need to build a, a lead out train for Caleb Ewan. No, what they're going to be is, Caleb, go ahead and like fit into the quick step like train. We're going <laughs> to build a team that can compete in the GC at some point because we really right. don't care about you. So. <laughs> well, there's not that many pure sprint stages, so you're not yeah. seeing a lot of these guys even being able to mix it up. And, you, and, and, and you'd you, have to build a whole team off a sprint train, and that's not easy to find. No, and that's going to kind of screw up your whole GC yeah. aspirations. So, yeah. I, and then get the likes of all the guys that we just listed that are not specialists that can kind of just roll with whatever and win any kind of a stage. Yeah. I mean, does it make sense for the tour to, to, to just keep going that direction and have less of those pure sprint stages? I'd and, rather they have less of them personally. Yeah. It's, yeah. those are kind of boring stages to watch because it's, it's the, the movie day stages with a sprint at the end. Yeah. What I, what I think would be cool is if they actually, 
I mean, I know this is wild and probably would never happen, but if they even had a shorter stage, it's like kind of a criterium type race. Be fun to watch. You could get the sprinters that yeah. actually. I mean, the the problem with that is you're adding another wildly dangerous stage in there. But you know, the flat stage. The, tor- the tor throws cobbles at this point, so they don't care about the danger. <laughs> <laughs> the easy flat stage between the three mountain stages and the final time trial is still 188 kilometers. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but also, they're moving so so. So I looked at some analysis of that. The GC guys, if there's not big attacks going on, they're sitting in and like I think I saw a stage once where like Quintana averaged like 160 watts and averaged like 27 miles an hour. And you're just sitting behind the group. Yeah, and they just, got the caravan out in front that's like kind of direct. You know, like it's the cars more effort to walk to the bathroom than it is to ride yeah. that. So yeah, exactly. And I mean, also you got like if God forbid you have a tailwind going one yeah. direction, the the peloton's moving at like 50 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you're just like, hey, stay focused enough to not tap the wheel in front of you and yeah. just soft spin this day. Try not to fall asleep. Yeah, wait till you get to the 1K, pull off the side of the road and jog it in, basically. All right, let's look forward. We've got the Pyrenees coming up. Yep. That is starting tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tuesday uh-huh. and Wednesday and Thursday. Three days in the Pyrenees. You guys got any hot takes? Pogacar gets all the time back. You think so? Yep. Yep. You think he drops... He drops him at some point. He drops uh, Vingago at some point. I think Vingago cracks, and Vingago will actually lose time to, I'll say he's going to lose time to G, Pogacha, just G and Pogacha. Yeah. Now, there's some talks Only of those two. Some, uh, some teams kind of coming together, working yeah. together a little bit, but it's not with Pogacha necessarily. It's just to go back and get Jumbo Visma now. Yeah. Do you guys still think that there's a play there where some teams are going to start to come together to maybe try and pick off the, I think everybody's I think so. Going, uh, I think Pogaccia? everybody's so tired at this point. I don't think. I think. I think at this point, it's if they are coming together, it's because they know, like, like crap. Our GC guys are really tired. We need. We need him to have one good stage, but we have to make. Uh, if I'm Vingago right now and Jumbo Visma, even though we just lost guys, I'm still pretty confident in Vingago's shape. Yeah. But I think that the the only reason I'm saying Pogaccia gets all the time back is because I think Pogaccia still has another bullet or two, mm-hmm. I, and I think that that. Pogacha's best bullet is still way better than everybody else's right oh, yeah. now. Like, I mean, he he's going to put time into Vingago on. I think that that stage that has um, that's going to end on the Hotakam. I think I think he's targeting the Hotakam. He's going to crack Vingago. I think he can get about a minute to a minute and a half, and he will get the rest of that time during the time trial. Interesting. He's going to put more than a minute into Vingago on the time trial. That much on the time trial, you yeah. think? Pogacha is a strong, like, well, I, I know mean, it's strong. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying like Look. strong as in like physically Watts wise on a flatter time trial. Yeah. goes going to struggle with that. I mean, trying to match that power out. I, I bet he won't beat him by more than 20 seconds. You think goes 20 seconds from Pogacha? Look at over 40 K. I know uh, over 40 K. It's dead flat over 40 K. Dead flat. no. No climbing over forty k. And minute this twenty. This time I'll say trial, minute twenty. I bet it's twenty seconds. Minute twenty. I'll just go sixty seconds further than you, if not more. I'm being conservative <laughs> wow. at minute twenty. Wow. It's all Vingigo's about those are great time trials. Don't get me wrong, but but these time trials at the end of the tour, that's just about what legs you have left. It's not. I mean, it's what you've got left at yeah, this and point. Yeah, and already proven that he's got a climb at over five hundred watts left in his legs on the last important oh, yeah. day. Yeah. He, but if he Vingigo still destroyed has, if, Roglic in that time. I mean, but if you don't Vingigo, think that's going wait, through, you don't think that's Vingigo, going through Vingigo's head is he's like, God, I remember Roglic's face. It but if like he, he still died. has the yellow jersey on that day, I bet that just carries him. Well, it didn't and carry Roglic. It, it destroyed But that Roglic. was an uphill time trial. This one's flat. 
Yeah, well, that that would favor Vingago more. I mean, Vingago is like ten pounds lighter than Pogacar. Twenty seconds. No, it's going to be a minute twenty. It's going to be a minute twenty. <laughs> Pogacar is going to rip people's legs off. On that's that. on Friday. We'll see what happens. Uh, hot take though is Wout will win that time trial. No, that's mm. on Saturday. It's on yeah, Saturday. Wout, Wout yeah. will win the time trial. You think so? Yeah. What mm. nobody's matching Wout's watts right now. Even Ghana is not going to match that at this point. I bet. I think Ghana's Ghana. blown already. But I think Ghana's he, he he left. I think Ghana's looking at that spent. time trial. He's like, oh dear God, no, I don't no, want to do, do this. Yeah, he's like, God, <laughs> please. I'm just taking that. Does Ghana make it through the mountains to even get there? He he's lost a lot of time. I mean, like he's been in breakers, but he lost a lot of time on the climbs. So how many cyclists have? Missed the cutoff. I know Morkov uh, missed the cut. Like Ten. I had him on my team. Did too. you really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you. There has oh, been. Oh, I've got it right here. So it's only been one. Um, yeah, Michael oh, Morkov. Seriously? It's yeah. only Morkov. Morkov who uh, has missed the time cut. She didn't get his blood back in time. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he just missed the time cut. I wish it would say. I mean, it does say for outside the limit time, but I wish all the other ones would. It, it says withdraw and this it is how ridiculously this is how ridiculously fast and strong the Tour de France is. Do you guys remember Markov literally rode the world off his wheel like not that long ago, right? That was that was not too long ago, and now he's getting dropped out of the tour. Yeah, these guys are. Do you insane. think Caleb Ewing makes it through? I don't know. No, no. so he's no, not going to be contending in the chomps. I don't think he'll make it through the pier. There was a stage that has an uncategorized climb prior to a category one climb prior to the hot to come. He does not make it through that stage. No, nope. he's done then, huh? He will be shelled out the back. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he's making it. Look at this. Look at this profile. Yeah, no. It's the Col de, it's the Abisque um, HC climb. He'll lose 20 minutes on that. The Col de Spandele. There's another 10 on that's that. That's a category one. And then the Hotacom, which and is And he'll an do HC. what I did on my mountain bike on the Hotacom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lance, what's your hot take then? Who do you think's going to... Vingigo pulls it out. You think Okay. The hottest take there is that Vingigo only loses 20 seconds that time. Yeah. You are Vingigo going to be wrong there. Seconds. You're going to be wrong there. I think that... I think the Pogaccio is going to put time into him. But I don't think it's going to be as much time as Evan says it's going to be. I think it's going to be a thriller, and I think it's going to come down to that. Oh, I think it's going to be seconds. And I don't think that I don't think that Vingegaard is going to lose by a minute and twenty, like you're saying. But I think he's going to lose by just enough to where to he. So. Well, I don't know. I I think that Pogaccio gets him in the time trial, but not by. I think it's. I think that he's going to close the gap down from two twenty in the Pyrenees down to something like. 15 seconds or 20 seconds. And I think that he's going to get them by just a couple seconds. And I think it's, it's going to be, be a, a thriller. It's going to be a Lamond versus Hanold esque type finish here. This is, and which is great. I mean, it, it's this setting is up me for being that. hopefully optimistic yeah. that this is going to happen and not for nothing. I, I just want to see a good race. Yeah. Sorry. I don't oh, know why I, people keep calling, but um, <laughs> I, I completely agree. I mean, I would love to see this time trial come down to where like Vingo goes got to count seconds. Like we're talking, I mean, we're, if it, we're talking if all it out came down to like, run. maybe like Pogaccio's like two seconds down. Why couldn't Jumbo Visma get their train together and go to Champs and try and drop? It's, that would be one heck of a. They just finish don't do the, that though. They but don't do oh, that. they will. Why, why wouldn't you? I guarantee Jumbo Visma. If there is a five-second gap going into this stage, all well, of a sudden, just says, "Get not, on my wheel." They're not drinking champagne and, and I, on that stage anymore. I don't they, know. They are racing. They're I don't racing. think so. I don't oh, think so. I think they would. I think it's decided on Saturday at the time trial, <clears throat> and just like the last twenty years. 
No. The chomps is just ceremonial until you hit the circuit. Let's let's American crit race this thing. <laughs> That's what I'm have, talking about, Evan. Wout, Wout is going to go out like Martinez and throw a bow How? into Pogacha. And they're if you dead want to, If you want to get people interested in watching this bike yes. race, that, that, that right there. I would, if, if oh my gosh, if Vingago is on Wout's wheel and you've got the Peloton having to run them down, it's a five-second race and there's one lap left. There has never been a more exciting moment in the tour than I that. Mean, what if it was even less than five seconds? What I if it was just like two seconds? You just need to beat him by two seconds and if, you, you if, win yellow. If no, I was with an eight a.m. if I was with an eight a.m. patient and I knew that that was happening, I'd be like, "Look, um, I'm going to show you the Tour de France right now. That's your therapy today. We are watching. <laughs> we are watching this last five k together. Okay, <laughs> That'll, it'll be on Sunday morning though, so you no. won't have to do oh, that. Oh, awesome! But yeah. In all seriateness, though, <laughs> I mean, back, we know that it's, <laughs> it's always decided the day before. But what's to keep a scenario like that, I could completely understand if he's up by a minute or two minutes or whatever it ends up if being. If it's more than a minute, I don't think they go for it. But if it, well, no. If it's just a second or two or three or five. Okay, but we haven't had that in decades. But, so well, who I'm knows? I'm not sure if that's ever happened. So, well, for the shots, because it hasn't always ended as a shot sprint. No, it's, but it's, for the last the 20 years or yeah. whatever it has. And in the last 20 years, there's been nothing like that. That That is not, I'd... I actually had Cassie quiz me on all the winners over the last 30 years. I was really close on getting most of them, but wow, there's, I know I, I was way more nerd. nerd. Do, do you know who beats me though? John Hoffman. I actually oh, think yeah. is a better tour de France historian than I am. I think, I think he knows, he knows his stuff a little bit more, but I think John would agree with me in the last 20 years. There's been nothing that would be like this because I mean, you're talking about Lamont versus an was a time trial on the last yeah. day. So that's a completely different story. Yeah, it was different. Um, no, but I completely agree. I think if it comes down to less than 60 second gap, Vinka goes back less than 60 seconds. Yumbo Visma comes up with a plan. They are attacking that day, and, and Wout will be leading it. It'll be Wout's. They'll say, Wout, we will pay you a million dollars extra if you decide to not win the Champs-Élysées this year. We need you to break away with Vinka Go. And then who knows? Maybe maybe you get Ineos to get in on it too, and Ghana jumps in. He's well, like, I mean, sure, it, let let Yates in this breakaway. He, he we'll make could it still happen. win. He could still win if he wants. Just say, Jonas, just sit on my wheel right. yeah. all the way to the finish. Yeah. I'll win. You win. We all win. You know. Well, and the three stages before with the time trial, you're talking a lot of the sprinters teams are going to be exhausted because they're going to be dead mm-hmm. going through COVID's. COVID's kind of ripped through a lot sure. of these teams too. There's only going to be a couple teams chasing them, and right now Wout has proven that his power is basically the equivalent of an entire leadout train. Yeah, he has the. I mean, you still have to if you're chasing down Wout van Aert, your front guy still has to put out over 500 watts for a while. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. But is there anything in the rule books that says it's over? No. No. Of course not. So why is can't there, why can't we have this? I want this, Evan. Is there is there a champ, is there a champagne sponsor deal where they have to drink the champagne? What if? Oh my gosh! Could you imagine if like no, like says po- champagne's po- Pogacha, in there? Pogacha goes and like takes a drink of the champagne and wow, like attacks at that moment. And like, <laughs> just going for they're it. back there with their arms around each other doing yeah, all the photo op, and all of a sudden he comes bombing through there. <laughs> he, that like, would throws, be so rad. He throws a bow into Pogacha, drops his champagne. <laughs> the greatest tour moment ever. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Yeah, I, I know it's not going to happen, but that's what I want to see. That would be fantastic. What would the celebration even be at that point? I want like a f- American football style celebration. Like Vingago takes his bike and like spikes the bike on the ground, like rips <laughs> his shirt open. It's like it's like it's like WWE celebration after up. that. Yeah. Good times. Well, Let's go, Yumbo Visma. Make this thing interesting. Well, yeah, I guess they have to lose some time to gain some time to make it. That's true. Yeah, Yumbo Visma, lose the time first, and then let's make this exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that would happen the other way around though? If uh, if Pogaccia was down by two seconds, would UAE do anything to try and make it interesting to, to put some time into them to, to get that back? Pogaccia would. The problem is I'm not sure if they have the firepower. 
Pogosh, I'm not sure he can do it by himself. I mean, that's because he would have just had the time trial the day before, too. We're talking that's two massive efforts back to back days. You get all the other teams that don't have any sprinters because they all got dropped in the Pyrenees and they're like, hey, not my fight. And they just like they they, they sit up and just like watch, you know, just comes kind of like a mono e mono. Just this wow, basically trying to chase down Pogacha at that point. That would be great. The rest of the rest of Peloton's given up. They're like, nah, I want to cruise in today. Right on. Anything else, guys? No, I think that's good. That's enough. All right, yeah, let's plenty. Let's put this one to bed. Let's do one last thing. Evan, you got any one last thingers for us? Um, yes. Um, I am going to be racing Telluride in two weeks. Yep. Not well in like a little bit less than two weeks. Um, everybody send David Goodman good vibes out there too, because between the two of us, he is the one who is far more prepared for this one and is. Ready to go out there and do well. So Jake, I, what's the over under on how many times Evan crashes I during hope, the race? I hope I just don't hold David back. That's my only goal is that David's having a good day. Let's hope that I don't ruin it for him. I hope you just don't get injured on yes. one of your many crashes. That's what I, I know. Hope. I don't want to call them crashes. I just want to call them spills because okay, spills, yeah. um, dismounts, dismounts. How many dabs does I'm he gonna, have? How many dabs? I'm gonna so on the have? downhills. Just you guys know, I am riding break on those downhills. I'm gonna be with some 65 year old hard man Colorado dude with me. I'll be like, can we truce and do this easy just you and me so and they're gonna yeah. scoff at you probably and drop me drop bolt. me like a sandbag make yeah, sure you get your bike all tuned up and ready to go to make sure you yeah. get some new brake pads in there make sure your bike is yeah like rock solid uh, the, the the brake pads were actually pretty great over, okay. over the weekend so i think they're good i cleaned it last night good, good. to get all the dust off and everything yep yeah cool i should probably next monday i might drop the bike off just for a second just to make sure, just be a two minute tune just be like make sure nothing's <laughs> gonna kill me on this and that's it. are you driving or flying flying Cool. Flying to Salt Lake, and then we got to drive to tell you, right? So gotcha. it's a long travel day. Sweet. Yep. Um, I'm going to race my bike again and try to keep it upright. And, and not go 100 miles on not, mountain bike trails. I'm going to see <laughs> if I can set more heart rate records as nice. a 52-year-old man, which is not good. We will have very different heart rate profiles over the next two yes. weeks. Yes. So uh, that's my plan for tomorrow. When, when you hear this, it'll already be over. Um, also, we have the ride around Clark County, which is a big group ride that happens here in uh, Vancouver, Washington. Yep. That but happens by the this Saturday. Vancouver Bicycle Club. Yes. Yeah, that's so. their big fundraiser for the year, and it's uh, it's a fantastic ride. It's a beautiful ride. It's a beautiful ride. So just wanted yeah. to mention that. Cool. My one last thing, obviously, is going to be something that I'm going to be at, um, whether I'm in a race or not. I don't know. I'm going to be out there providing mechanic support um, for the Vancouver Courthouse Crit, which unfortunately is on the same day as the ride around Clark County because I wanted same to do day. that. Yes. Which is a big bummer. And uh, we'll be out there with a bunch of teammates and helping people um, – you know, get their bike sorted out if they've got some issues. And then uh, we'll be out at the Hammer Crit the following day on Sunday out at Swan Island. Um, both of these races are put on by Pacific Office Automation. And a big uh, hats off to those guys have been working their butts off. They've done such a great job of promoting yep. these. Um, really done a good job of putting the word out there. And I really want to see them be uh, successful with these. And if you're mm-hmm. interested in doing a crit race, you can go to, um, I believe both of the races are up on Oprah's schedule, if I'm not mistaken. The uh, the hammer crit is hammer crit is the other one is not on over schedule. I think it's on. I think it's still up there though. I I think that they still put it on the calendar. But if it's not, you can go to USA Cycling's um, calendar. You can see it there. But anyway, go check those out if you want to go out and race. It's not too late. I believe that they're doing day of stuff, and they've got a ton. I mean, a ton of prizes that they're giving away. So it should be pretty cool. It is on over's calendar. Yep. So very cool. Obra.org and uh, USA Cycling.com. I think maybe or drive both. Like 
Cool. All right. We will be back next week. Um, maybe sooner. I don't know. We'll see. Got to maybe talk to Matt, but we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Maybe we can live stream Hanukkah. That would be fun. Wait, is that Thursday or Wednesday? It's Thursday. Thursday. We could do this. I'll be doing a bike workout at literally the same time in the tournament. We can almost do the same exact thing. There you thing. go. That was fun. We could do the same thing. I 100%. Yep. Oh, there. People tell us that they enjoyed it. I will that, be so. on the trainer until 9, 930, which the race will end by 830, right? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll make that happen. And until then, bye for now. Bye.